Hello and welcome back to the Health Buddy Podcast. Today, episode number 78, I believe. And I want to start this show by saying thank you for all your messages over the last week. I have been encouraging people over the last couple of podcasts to email in questions uh, to markahealthbuddy.fit. So if you've got questions, feel free to send them to there as well. Um, I've had lots of questions come into my mailbox over the last sort of 10 days or so. And I've responded to most of you now via email, but I have also saved up a couple of your questions for the end of, of this pod and the next few as well. So stay tuned for that at the end of this show. As always, thank you all for listening. And please don't forget to share these episodes with people that you think will benefit from the subject. That'd be friends, family, people walking past past your house with their dog, the postman, the milkman, your Uber driver. I don't care who it is, but just please share the episodes with people that you think these episodes could actually help. So without further ado, let me get straight into today's 10-minute tip. So as I sit here recording this podcast for you now, it's a beautiful sunny start to the day here in the UK. The light is streaming into my room. I've had already a delicious coffee-based protein shake. And after chatting to you here, I'm most likely going to get my bum down to the gym and get today's workout in, get it done and out of the way. I'll probably come home, have a cold water dip, which will help aid my recovery and most importantly for me, calm my mind. Um, we'll talk about ice baths and cold water dips in other episodes, but if you if you haven't tried it yet, I fully recommend it. For me, more so for for the help it gives me emotionally and mentally than, than anything else. Um, as it's a Saturday as well, I'll probably watch my football team at lunchtime for a couple of hours before I begin training my own clients this afternoon. Throw in a couple more meal times and snack times today. A nice relaxing evening watching a movie with my mom. A nice relaxing evening watching a movie with my wife and probably a glass or two of red wine. And to me, that sounds like a pretty good Saturday. And that has all come about because I've had a good start to my day. Uh, Woken up without an alarm. I've woken up by natural light. Not always possible, I know that. I know if you've got jobs and and if you've got appointments to keep that we'll, 90% of us have to wake up with an alarm. We can't do much about that. But as, as often as you can, try and stay away from that and try and wake up as naturally as possible. I've had a glass of water. I've not looked at my phone. I've not dived into social media. I've then got up, had a cup of peppermint tea, done some stretches, had my coffee-based smoothie that I talked about, had some vitamins, and I've had a little walk outside the house. I've got some fresh air into my lungs, opened some doors, got some fresh air into the house as well, and I've stood out in the sunlight as well. And it's been a good morning routine for me i'm not saying it's perfect i'm not saying that it's the morning routine for everybody but it's definitely one that works for me it kind of ticks all the boxes that i'm I'm looking to tick first thing in the morning it has elements there that are great for my mind my body and my soul but it does not begin in the morning my morning routine doesn't begin in the morning it begins with a great night's sleep so really a good morning routine should actually begin around around about an hour or so before you go to bed the night before. I'll share with you what in my mind is a very good pre-bed routine that will set you up for a great night's sleep, but 
this is a family-friendly podcast. If you're married and you want to add in another activity to your pre-bed routine, I'm going to leave that entirely up to you. So let's say, as an example, you want to be asleep by 11 o'clock. So let's let's try and get as many of these tips in as we can from around about 10 o'clock. So the first thing I'd like to do is I'd like everyone really to switch off all digital devices about an hour before bed. No telephones, no social media, telephones, God, that makes me sound old. No mobile phones, no cell phones. Um, stay away from social media, stay away from emails or anything like that. And also no TV as well. If you can before bed, try and have an hour or so without the television. We're all guilty of it, myself included, of probably watching a film, watching some TV, switching it off, going to bed. And you're probably in bed 10 minutes after you switch the TV off. Try and switch the TV off a little bit before. Have a little bit of quiet time, you know, just, just let the mind and the eyes come away from that blue light. Next thing I'd like to do is, is black out the bedroom. This is obviously something you would do before 10 o'clock at night. You'd probably pre-plan this, but have some blackout curtains if you can. Try and keep as much light out of the bedroom as possible. We all sleep better if we're in a black room because what we have to do, we have to tell our mind that it's time for bed. Much like waking up with natural light, that's the way the natural world tells us that it's time to, to wake up. Same, same as if we was out in the wilderness, we, we'd, we'd go to sleep when, when it got dark. So black out the bedroom, trick your mind into thinking that it's nighttime. Make sure the sheet's red before you come to bed. Make sure your bed is fresh, clean and enticing. Make sure the bedroom is free from clutter. Again, these are things you'd probably do an hour well before an hour before bed. You don't want to come to bed at 10 o'clock and start putting clothes away and decluttering the bedroom. Make sure it's like this before you get to bed. Make sure all the clothes are put away in the wardrobe and in their drawers. My wife, when she listens to this, will laugh at that one because I'm a bugger for leaving freshly washed clothes <laughs> clothes on my on my dresser. But uh, you really want to get all, the, all them things away and just have a nice, clean environment. You want as little clutter in your bedroom as possible. It should be a place, your bedroom should be a place that's peaceful and relaxing and, and a haven for you to come to at bedtime. Perhaps then 20 minutes before you go to bed, you could, you're in bed, you're in your nicely fresh, clean sheets. Maybe you could meditate, read a book, just to just to slow your heart rate down a little bit, just to calm your mind as well, just before you go to sleep. Keep the temperature in the room close to sort of 17 degrees Celsius. They say that's the optimum temperature. Everyone's going to be slightly different, but you don't want to be too hot. You don't want to be too cold. Just a nice, comfortable temperature in the room. What I would say is you want a kind of a consistent temperature every night when you go to bed so your body kind of gets used to okay we're in the bedroom now it's getting time to go to sleep you know animals are very very keen on that sort of routine and there's no reason we shouldn't be either get everything as routine as possible so your body starts to be aware of the little telltale signs that you know you're approaching bedtime and naturally your body starts to slow down and switch off ready to go to sleep and all this will aid a peaceful and relaxing night's sleep a good night's sleep is then what promotes a good, healthy start to your day. If you don't sleep well, we've all been there, we've had a bad night's sleep, you wake up, you're tired, and you're grumpy. So what do you do when you wake up tired and grumpy? You feel the need for, well, firstly, for probably pulling the duvet back over your head and going back to sleep, but if that's not possible, you feel the need for something to pick you up. Maybe you've got to get up and go to work. So what do you do? You get up, you make yourself a coffee. Maybe you reach for a sugary cereal, you know, or, or some toast or something carby to raise your energy levels. These energy levels then 
then rise and spike and from breakfast and from the coffee and you feel great. You feel you feel up, you feel ready to fight the day. But then throughout the day, this causes you to chase the next caffeine or sugar high just to get you through the day because because those spikes, they, they will plummet and they will drop and you'll find you have your coffee, you have your sugary cereal, your toast, you get to work within an hour, then then energy levels and the caffeine highs, they, they drop away and you feel the need to have more. So you, then you reach for, a, for another coffee, you head out to Starbucks, you go and get yourself something else and another, another bready snack, you know, just to bring them energy levels back up and you're constantly fighting them, them peaks and them troughs throughout the day. And that's, that's bad for your health. It's, it's bad for your waistline. It's bad for your relationships. So you start to then see when you, when you take a step back, how important that one hour before bedtime is and, and how that's probably the most important one hour of your day or the most important 30 minutes of your day is that time before you go to bed, setting yourself up for the following day. So before you head off straight to bed, make sure your bedroom's decluttered. You know, start start fiddling with your thermostat and making making sure that your your curtains are covering all the window. Make sure that all the tips that I've just give you there are in your bedroom. Like all them little pieces of advice you're following, and you're making sure that all those little changes in your bedroom make a massive difference to giving you, firstly, the best night's sleep you've ever had, and then consistently having a good night's sleep as you start to get into the routine. And then consistently having good mornings and good breakfasts and good days where you're not chasing that sugar and that caffeine high. So please, if if that um, if that sounds like you, where you where you struggle in the mornings and, and you fight them them highs and lows and peaks and troughs throughout the day, definitely try this. I I really really think this could help you. So what I'd like to do now is read out um, one of the questions I've got here from from one of our listeners. Just a very quickly one. A very quickly get through this one. Um, firstly, I'd just like to say when I do read out these questions, I'll always keep everyone anonymous. So, so don't worry if you fear writing in because you fear your name is going to be read out. Absolutely not. So this week's question is, why do I get so bloated after most of my dinners? Now, the reason I've read this one out is because this person wasn't the only one to write this. There is quite a lot of questions about bloat and, um, and lethargy after eating food. So what I would say, without knowing each of you individually, there's many possible reasons why you could bloat after a meal. It could be, first and foremost, down to portion sizes. Quite simply, you're eating too much and your body is having to put a lot of energy into your digestive system to break this food down. Quite often, we get this after we eat a roast dinner because roast dinners are quite quite a bit bigger than I'd say our normal dinners are. You know, We tend to really fill the plates up and we have a lot of food. So quite often, if you have a if you're that sort of family that has a roast dinner on a Sunday lunchtime, you find in the afternoon you might want to just have a little nap because your body's just putting too much energy into your digestive system to break this food down. That could be the same with every meal size. So maybe that's that's a good place to start. Maybe you could start by reducing your portion sizes. Could be your overall physical condition. If you're not particularly healthy, it doesn't take a lot for you to bloat and for you to become tired after eating food because again your body's putting any remaining energy into your digestive system or it could be a food food intolerance excuse me so the first thing i would do like i said is probably reduce portion sizes by around 25 percent see what effect that has on your on your lethargy and, and on your bloating next i would try an elimination diet for seven days i would revert to a very very basic diet that includes no dairy, no gluten, no soy, no eggs, no red meat, no caffeine. They're the things I'd cut out first and foremost. 
I know that's sounding horrendous to most of you listening to this, but trust me, just just try it for for sort of seven days. Switch to simple single ingredient foods such as rice, potatoes, chicken, fish, vegetables, and water. Maybe some some herbal teas, that kind of thing. And then after seven days, the bloating and inflammation within your gut will hopefully have eased, and you can slowly, one food at a time, start to gently bring some foods back into your diet. And let's say, for example, milk is the first thing you bring back into your diet, and then all of a sudden you've you've gone seven days without milk, and you and you feel really good. Then you bring in a glass of milk and you bloat, then instantly we know it's dairy that's the problem. And it might not be the dairy; it might turn out to be, it might turn out to be the caffeine or the soy or the red milk or the eggs, whatever it may be. You'll know as you gradually reintroduce these over a period of three weeks what's affecting you and what isn't. And that's a great way of a great simple easy and free way for you to find out exactly what's causing the bloating and the lethargy well like i say when you feel the symptoms flare up again you you can then take them foods out of your diet permanently and hopefully this will permanently cure your bloating and your lethargy as well so it's a very easy way i know a month sounds like a long time you know seven days elimination diet and three weeks to bring the foods back in sounds like a long time but in the grand scheme of things one month when you've been suffering for years with bloating isn't that long is it really so that's it for another episode like i said please share this advice and this episode with anybody you you know that that could benefit from this have a great week everyone and i look forward to speaking to you all again in the next episode